0: See it all started one day When I was walking down the street I look left and I look right thinking How can life be so nice in it? La da da
1: Listening to the Curse Cast with David Carl and R.J. Montano. David and R.J. will take you through the latest recaps, news, and interviews from around New Mexico United Soccer. You can shoot us comments or questions at the Curse NM on Twitter, the Curse New Mexico on Facebook, or email the show at the Curse at gmail.com. And now, a part of the Beautiful Game Network and recorded from the studios of ESPN Radio 1017. The team
0: here's David and R.J. with the Curse Cast. Welcome into the Curse Cast. RJ Montano, David Carl. David, another week, and we're still here. And New
1: Mexico United is still undefeated.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, and they're also got another tie. <laughs> Winless.
1: <laughs> well, welcome into the Curse Cast everybody. That's the kind of uh the kind of analysis you can expect from us. All season long, right, right here on the Curse
0: Cast. So, uh RJ, we we had some soccer this past week. Some real soccer. It was a beautiful great. Saturday. Man, it was gorgeous. Oh man, a perfect day for soccer. I mean, New Mexico put on its best and we had a fantastic time. Another Starting with reason, the tailgate, yeah, through the game, after the game, what what a great weekend!
1: Another reason that the state of New Mexico is better than the state of Colorado. They got snowed up, snowed in up there. We had a beautiful Saturday. It was wonderful. Uh, Colorado Springs Switchbacks were supposed to be our opponent uh, for a uh, our first preseason match of the season. Uh, unfortunately, our friends up there in Colorado Springs get snowed in. Uh, but uh, talk about making lemonade out of lemons. Uh, New Mexico United quickly pivots and says, "Hey, we're going to do." an interest intra squad scrimmage uh Team Somos versus Team Unidos RJ we got involved in this
0: we did get involved and that was a, a lot of fun we got some charities involved <laughs> yeah, and it was cool. and we had a little competition between yourself and I got a little little dirty on twitter
1: um. Well, you did. No, I. You I mean you started it? No, you started you, it. That was you Ill. started. No, that's you're you're wrong. Sometimes we're allowed to have differences of opinion, but in this situation, you're just wrong. I'm not wrong. Yeah.
0: I mean, you came at me as if you've won several titles, which you haven't. Like Phoenix, Phoenix Rising. hey oh And uh, I just called you out on it. I'm like, hey, listen here, Mister Phoenix Rising. You haven't won anything yet.
1: Uh, now I have. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Now no, I have. Let's no. let's let's get to that, RJ. So uh, again, Team Somos versus Team Unidos. Uh, my Team Somos uh, wore the black. Team Unidos wore the yellow. Uh, RJ, you were Team Unidos. I was Team Somos. Uh, and and really, when the the I guess the rosters, the lineups were announced, uh, mostly. Kind of first team guys against reserves, or I guess guys who have been here versus uh, some guys who haven't been here and some guys who have a, a
0: mix on on Team Unidos. Looking at the rosters, uh, in my eyes, I, I see a mix, both a mix of starters on both teams. Sure, uh, but some, more of the senior but, guys, but more of the guys, the guys with experience here in New Mexico. Yeah, that's a better way On, to put on it. your team, and it, it seemed like all the the new guys, all the the brand new guys to New Mexico, were on the yellow team and.
1: With uh, a couple, with a couple exceptions, you know, like uh, Rashid Tate was Rush on Team Unidos in Austin. Yeah, absolutely. So and
0: there was a few, and then you also had a Kalen, a new guy. Yeah, absolutely. So they they did mix it up a little bit, but it, I mean, I really did. I, I don't know what you think, but I I thought it was a mix of almost 50-50 starters so, on both sides.
1: So the thing that I really liked about it, uh, more so, maybe not more than anything, but one of the things that I really liked about it uh, was if if you were looking at the two lineups, just one was presented to you, the other one was presented to you, you would say that Team Somos likely had more starters than Team Unidos. Likely. Uh, But you wouldn't have been able to tell that on the field. Both teams played really well, and I think it really goes to show the effort that the coaching staff has put in towards building depth this year. Last year, uh, you know, we, we... lacked some depth frankly you know there was there was a bit of a drop-off between the starting 11 maybe 12 13 guys uh and and the guys that followed um frankly uh so I, I think they've really done a lot to remedy that this year and i'm excited to see the amount of depth that we have particularly on the back line um you know we've brought in a lot of really solid defensive players not a lot of frankly really actually i, I can't even say particularly on the back line we've brought in some really solid all, offensive all around, players yeah. it's really just all around um I am very excited for the amount of depth that we have, and frankly, was on display because these two teams felt evenly matched throughout mm-hmm. most of, of that scrimmage. Aren't I right?
0: think uh, Team Unidos was a little stronger. Well, there. who won? Uh, the The actual game game. No, the no, team who looked who, better? Uh, who won? You you picked. All right, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, <laughs> but but looking back to the game, uh, Team Unidos seemed to be more of the aggressive team. Which was a little sometimes a little I think too aggressive. I think they're, I think
1: they're younger but too. They're overall, younger and they're you know.
0: trying to s- kind of etch their way in. Make their and I mean, there was 2,000 fans there. They hadn't played in front of that in a while.
1: Well, and it's it's also it's super cool to see that see 2,000 fans on an intra squad squad scrimmage. I mean. You don't see that in many you don't places. You see that
0: anywhere yeah. else, which uh, is fantastic. And, and kudos to to all the fans, to the curse, to everybody who showed yeah, up. It we, was really cool. Tailgate was We had was a great. great time. Tailgate was fun. We Everyone a, seemed to enjoy the game. Uh, it, was, it was really awesome.
1: You were cooking at the tailgate. We I was. Did, we did breakfast burritos. Uh, shout out to you and John Molina, our good buddy, who uh, brought his disco. and uh, Carlos. Yeah. Uh, t-
0: uh, Tenorio was out cooking with me and... Uh, sombrero dad?
1: Yep. So, so we, we we had to, yeah, we did uh we did breakfast burritos, red chili, green chili, bacon, eggs, potatoes. They came out good, RJ. Donuts, well done. Donuts, beer. Donuts, beer. Mimosas. Uh, uh, Total Betty brought us, made us uh, Curse Mini Donuts, which were amazing. And it was the last keg of the year of the Zombies in the Manger. That went fast. Yeah, it did, unfortunately. I was hoping to take some home with me. <laughs> <laughs> no such luck. It was delicious, it though. It was very good. But it was a great tailgate. Again, for a preseason game, too. I mean, we were out there tailgating in midseason
0: form. And we'll, we'll, uh, we're our special guest today, first player of the season we have on, it's going to be David Najem. Mm-hmm. Uh, is going to be Najm, Najm, Najem. Yeah, I keep saying it wrong. I, I hope to say it right. Well, when he's on. last
1: last week, if you remember on the podcast, uh, I think I said Nahim. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, we
0: threw the Spanish in there.
1: Oh, it's just yeah, we're so we're but, so.
0: Uh, <laughs> I'm excited to talk to him about it. Like, what? What? what I mean,
1: his experience, your experience and his of res- that? I, that kind of seeing two thousand people at a preseason friendly.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'm not going to mention that he was one of my PKs. Oh no, and. Let me down.
1: Yeah, don't mention that when he's in here. Uh, So if you're gonna mention that, I'll have to mention uh, Manny Padilla.
0: Yeah, Manny Padilla. Thanks, Manny. You ended my soccer coaching career. <laughs> Manny, you've springboarded
1: mine. Uh so thank you very much. Uh he was scored the winner. Uh right underneath his roommate Ben Beery, uh who is who is playing goalkeeper. Uh so thank you very much, Manny. Uh
0: we, Ben had a hell of a game.
1: Ben played really really well and we you and I have talked about this. Um we love Cody to death. We think Cody uh does a really great job. I would like to see Ben get some more minutes. Um, you know, Cody. I think, in my opinion, deserves to be the starter. Oh, he uh, is. Yeah, he's, he's definitely the starter. He's,
0: yeah, he is our best goalkeeper. Yeah, he is. He, he
1: is. is our best goalkeeper. But I think, uh, I think Cody. I I can't say for sure that he was tired or anything like that. I I don't know that for certain. But anybody, you know, if they're getting that many minutes, I I just would like to see maybe a little bit more of a split. Uh, yeah. I think I think Cody should get the majority of the minutes, but I'd like to see Ben get some more time. Frankly, what kind of split would you year? like to see? Uh, I think maybe like an 80-20 would
0: be nice. 70-30? is that too much? Maybe 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 75 25. I would like to see Ben get a, a shot in the Open Cup stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of the Open Cup, I hate the Open Cup. <laughs> I have always Shut hated the Open up. Cup. But this team is built to actually do I'll, a good job in the Open Cup. There's a, a lot of the depth, starters that's what have, we're talking about with the depth. Can can <laughs> can take some time off and these guys that are going to step up are quality starters.
1: And guys, uh, you know, if we if we play with wingbacks this year, which I I would guess we probably will. You know, we are used to Josh Suggs bombing down the left, Manny Padilla bombing down the right. That's awesome. It's worked really well. We're really happy with that. Let's just say, you know, maybe we want to give one of them a break. On the left side, Kalen Ryden can now bomb down the left. On the right side, our guest coming up, David Najem can bomb down the right. It's nice to have that depth. It's so nice. Uh, and it and, and allows flexibility for our other guys, too. You know, it, it allows, you know, if, if we're playing with those wingbacks, it, it suddenly creates a lot of space for for uh, for bees in the middle. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, it's if we've got Romeo and Devin up top, it suddenly allows us to send in those highballs because they're both going to go up and get it. I mean, the, the amount of tactical flexibility that some of these signings are bringing for us is so exciting.
0: Don't forget about Amondo. He looks fantastic. He, he was speed. fast. He I was didn't realize everywhere. how fast he
1: was. I didn't realize how fast he so was until I saw him in weapon person. weapon as well. So yes. this team
0: just... <sighs> I wouldn't even say reloaded from last year. They, 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 it's different. It's way different, but it's also so familiar that everyone's going to go out there and feel like this is the exact team that we were excited about last season, just with a lot of Another year to are,
1: gel for the guys who have been here and a lot of new weapons. And it's exciting. And,
0: and from talking to a lot of the players after the match, we got to hang out with them a little bit on the field. That was fun. They are so cool and casual and excited to be here. And... and it seems like they're gelling already.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a credit to the coaching staff and the atmosphere that the coaching staff and and the senior leadership on the team have created. Well, that's welcoming to new players, you know, um, and I, I'm going to talk to David about that. You know, what what is the atmosphere like when you come into? I'm sure it's not easy to come into a new locker room, especially yeah. when you have a decent number of players who have been playing together and you're the new guy.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and looking it up, David has some experience with some players here. Yeah. So I'm going to talk to him about that. Yeah, like, sure. is that going to help? I'll ask you, is that going to help? I mean, it was only like a little bit of time with, with Cody and, sure. and not as much time, or a little more time, I guess, with Andrew. Well, uh, he's,
1: he's played with Andrew on several stops. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's played with him in Tampa, he played with him in New York, he played with him, I think he said, in college as well. So these guys, they know each other. And I would imagine, even if you've only played with one guy, let's just say it was just Andrew, it wasn't even Cody, to have that kind of lifeline, I guess, or even it's, it's more like a, a wedge into the club. So let's just say it was Cody, for example, right? Cody's been here for a year. Cody knows the locker room and let's just say David comes in and he doesn't know anybody, but he knows Cody. Cody can be that wedge into the locker room for him. Open it up yeah. and say, Hey, this is David. This is what he does. Welcome him in. And I would imagine again, the fact that the fact that these players seem like they're already gelling is a a good sign for the locker room.
0: So what you're saying is is it'll help kind of bring the player into the fold, not necessarily on the field, but at least... Camaraderie rise. Yeah. Because I was wondering.
1: But, but, that, just, but that translates directly to on the field. If you have a good relationship with your, your teammates off the field, you're going to just sink better. It's just science. It's just how it works. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, it seems like he'll be that way with all the new guys, too. Just if they're hanging out together, they're getting along together, it's going to be great. But Speaking with uh, someone, of new guys, sorry, go ahead. Someone, someone you've played with, does that, if it's a different system, a different style? Is that an advantage or a disadvantage? Would, Cause they're used to that old style.
1: But I would imagine it would. I would. It would be an advantage. Again, I'll give you another what if here. Let's just say, uh, you know, they played four at the back in Tampa. I don't know if they did, but let's just say they did. Uh, and so David is used to playing four at the back. Um, and Cody knows when we when I was in Tampa, we were playing four at the back, and that's what David's used to. Now we play with wingbacks here. Cody's used to that, and he can say, "Hey, here's how this compares to what we did in Tampa," and I think that's going to make transition oh, a lot yeah. easier. It's going to be great. And you I'm, mentioned, excited. I, I'm I'm pumped. I'm pumped. You mentioned new guys. Uh, we're recording this on Thursday night. This morning at 12.01 a.m. Sorry about that, folks. Uh, that, and, that, and that was you. That was my fault. <laughs> All right, we can we can get to that. Uh, so the club put out a tweet yesterday uh, and said, hey, we're going to announce a new player tomorrow. What time should we do it? And me, uh, being the smart ass that I can be sometimes, said do sometimes. it at 12.01. All right, most of the time. Do it at 12.01 a.m. So, you know, we can get it quickly as possible. And then they said, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks to New Mexico United for... Uh, listening to the fans, but maybe don't listen to ones as dumb as me. I'm, I'm pretty dumb. Uh, so everybody had to stay up till 12.01 a.m. Someone a. said
0: 5.05 and I was like, that's a good time.
1: I said 5.05 on Facebook, uh, but I said 5.05 a.m. Which would have been even worse than 12.01. So 5.05 p.m. Would, would have I would have woke good. up to
0: a great news, not straight up for, for some fantastic news too. <laughs> it, it was, was great. Signing. So
1: Joris Al-Invi, uh, I'm probably going to try to probably say that. mispronounce that too. Uh, I said Naheem last week. So, uh, Joris, I'm sorry ahead of time. Uh, he's from Bordeaux France um he's he's pretty young guy uh plays midfield uh excited to have him in uh that was announced again twelve oh one this morning uh and I, I gotta imagine I don't know if this is the case or not I haven't talked to Troy I haven't talked to Peter we got to be getting close to capacity I think on the roster C- yeah, Troy has we're, mentioned Troy's mentioned yeah. I think it's 23 now and that's about the number that Troy likes so I don't, I don't know if we're gonna have any more signings frankly I don't know I, I really don't. Yeah, this could be, be it. And if it, it is, I'm, I'm very happy with the roster. Um, I am interested to see if, if they bring in one or two more players, but I think if we've got 23, I think I'm very happy with the 23 we've got.
0: So he was signed this year, not signed, but he was in the Super Draft, the MLS Super Draft this C-FC year. To FC Cincinnati. To FC Cincinnati. Yep. Uh, luckily, we're getting him. Yep. Uh, experience at Florida International and at Indiana University. So he's coming out of college. Um what should we expect to see him a lot? What, what are you expecting? What kind of role do you see him playing this year? That's
1: a good question. Uh, he took Kenny Akamatsu's old number. Um, he's uh, number 26, which is my number in high school. It's very important. Um, and he, he's playing in the midfield. Uh, he's more, of from what I could tell, uh, more of an attacking midfielder, uh, which I think is, is something that we, we can use um, you know uh, Chris Wehan I think is going to be your starter in that mm. in that maybe a number 10 role uh, but I think he could be a solid uh, a solid backup to, to to Chris and maybe he'll just come in and, and shock the world and, and fight for a starting spot I think that would be really great he's, he's again he's a kid he's young uh, so uh, I, I think uh, I think the sky's the limit with the kid and, and hope I think he'll come in and learn uh, more so than anything. I think he's going to, he's going to learn from guys like Chris Weehan um, and, and build. And, and I think he's a player who can really contribute again, maybe open cup minutes, maybe coming in, maybe coming on later in matches. um, And again, maybe he'll, maybe he'll fight for a starting spot. You never know.
0: Yeah. A guy with that kind of uh, talent, you could only hope that he's going to push the guys in front of him. And, and if they're not going to step up, he could take that spot.
1: Yeah, absolutely. All right. I think that'll probably wrap it up for segment. Number one, uh, David Najem is here, so let's get him in the booth. We'll be right back with more on the curse cast.
0: good, looks and Hey,
1: it's Peter Trevisani, and we're doing it on the Curse Cast.
0: So come a close to me, you'll see why I to see of you and I get me high Welcome back into the Cursecast, Arja Montano, David Carl alongside me And we are excited to get our first player of the season And he's a Of newbie. season two, onto the Cursecast Yes, a brand new guy, I mean very brand new, just
1: A couple weeks, a week, two weeks David Najem joining us. Uh, David, welcome in. Happy to have you here. Yeah, How are you? Welcome
0: to the Curse Cats. Welcome to Albuquerque. Welcome to New Mexico.
2: Thanks, guys. What an introduction. Excited to be here, honestly.
1: You're the first, as RJ said, the first player of the season. Only one player can do that. So, congratulations. It's, me. it's, me. it's, it's, a, it's a heck of an honor. Uh, so, again, you've been here, what, a week, two weeks
2: yeah, a little, a little over a week.
1: A little over a week. A little over a week. So, what has uh, what's it been like for you? On uh, and, and I guess we can start with the first thing that everybody asks. Everybody wants to know when you come to New Mexico. Has the elevation affected you at all?
2: It has. It has. Honestly, those first couple of days were were rough. But the coaching staff did a really great job of uh, easing easing me into it. You know, they didn't expect too much. Uh, The only way I could really describe it is just a knot in your chest, like deep in your lungs, you know? Oh,
1: we all know it. We all know it. We've all been there. (laughs) Well, those of us who who have—I didn't grow up in New Mexico, so I I feel you. I grew up at sea level, uh, and and yeah, when I was telling you—I was telling you before we came on air, and when I first got here and was trying to play soccer, obviously not at a USL level, but— that very far from U.S.L. level, in fact. But I was trying to play soccer and uh, couldn't run like I could at sea level—not even close. Uh, I
0: grew up here and I can't run. <laughs> but that's a different—that's a whole different story.
1: So, so again,
2: it's been about a week and a half.
1: You said, uh, "What's the adjustment been like?" Uh, you know, you're meeting new team, new players, new coaches. What's it been like?
2: Yeah. So I think the best thing about it is just how small the soccer community is. You know, I came here knowing a couple a couple guys. Uh, me and Troy go go back in the East, Eastern Conference, obviously. Um, so uh, the transitions these days it's it's not so hard you know uh you always know someone or you've played against someone or have friends you know from different soccer communities so it's it's been it's been an easy transition honestly you know um you know just coming over to the west I'm really excited for for these new experiences, these new cities. But the guys have helped me settle in so quickly, and um, you know, just great people all around this organization.
0: Nice. So you've been a veteran of the USL. You've played on a few different teams, but never in the West. So uh, what are you expecting from this?
2: Um, honestly, other
0: than titles, other
2: than titles, (laughs) yeah. yeah. I'm I'm excited to see. You know, Um, I think they have contrasting styles, the East and the West. But um, you know, the playing style we're going to play, and maybe some of the teams that we're going to face is is going to be a great. Competition you know just moving forward and and seeing how the season goes and plays out. I'm really really excited So you
1: what's your ideal position? Obviously, you know You 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 play kind of in the middle of the pitch, but you see yourself in, in this in this uh, I guess system this setup. Do you see yourself as like a center defensive midfielder? How do you see it?
2: No m- more as a as a right back actually. Okay. So I, I started to I started that transition probably when I went overseas, but you know throughout my youth I played in the center mid uh, I was a pretty technical player. Loved the ball at my feet, and you know, the system started to change. You know, everyone went to you know an outside back system, whose whose you know, who's players are pretty technical. So I made that transition, and you know, I've I've loved it ever since. I've I've gotten a lot of the ball too, so it's fun.
1: And was that transition difficult? Because I, I I cheated. I have your Wikipedia page yeah. up here. You had fifty four goals in college, yeah. And to go from fifty four goals to playing right back, where obviously you're not going to get as many goal scoring opportunities. What was that transition like?
2: Yeah. So so it's it's about. You know, doing what it takes to to, to become a pro, right? Sure. So uh, it was fun. I got I got my goals in me. I got I got the goals and assists. So that was a lot of fun. But transitioning back, it, it was just you know the right the right move uh, at the right time. And you know, I never looked back ever since.
1: Uh, and uh, you mentioned you know ever since. So so Columbia University again, smart guy here. Okay. <laughs> and then uh, and then out of college, uh, was it right to Red Bulls too?
2: No. So so I went. Right after that senior season at college, I went over to Germany Mm -hmm. and I played... Uh, for about two years there, which was an awesome experience. and that's when I when I started the transition to, to an outside back. So it was very very important in my you know my career development and um, you know learning that that trade of, of an outside back. Um, and then once I came back, that's when I started my career at Red Bull 2.
1: and um, and at Red Bull 2 won a title. What was that like?
2: Yeah, 2016 uh, great team we had we had there. Um, and it was it was nice because that was that was my youth club you know so that's that's where I grew up. that's you know my foundation of of, of soccer. Uh, so winning a title there was just was was perfect. Ideal situation. My, my my parents were in the crowd. We played at Red Bull Arena, so that's awesome. amazing.
1: I went, so I saw a match at Red Bull Arena. It was a friendly. It was Red Bulls against Arsenal, and I'm an Arsenal supporter. That's it's terrible, <laughs> um, and that was uh, Thierry Henry was playing for for Red Bulls at the yeah. time. And as an Arsenal fan since I was a little kid, that was like the moment for me to see him in person. It was a really, and that's a beautiful arena.
2: Very, very nice. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable.
1: So after that, on to Tampa Bay. Uh, what was that like?
2: Yeah, so that was a transition. So it wasn't you know in the baby bull system anymore. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh,
1: an independent club for the indip- first time. That's right.
2: That's what I was looking for. the independent club, um, kind of transitioning into a, you know a full pro away from home. Uh, again, after I went to Germany, but um, you know I dealt with uh, an injury there. But it was a lot of me getting back onto the field. You know, so it was it was an experience I had to go through. You know, Pe- players go through it all the time. So I got to know myself. Very well. Um, started figuring out what worked for me, what didn't. Just getting stronger. Just going through the process again. So it was, it was, you know, a personal development for me.
0: Nice. And there's a couple players on our current roster that you've played with at uh, both stops. Can uh, can you talk a little bit about that? Is that going to be an advantage to you because you already know kind of what to expect yeah. with with Andrew? Absolutely.
2: Uh, yeah. It's just a, a comfort level thing. You know, I've played with Andrew for for multiple years now. We we cross paths and you know, starting back in college. Uh, for a season, uh, my second year, so 2017 uh, with Red Bull 2, and my second year at Tampa. Uh, in 2019, and then finally, you're just gonna year, think you're stalking him. <laughs> He's stalking me. It's the
1: opposite. <laughs> you got here first, and then, yeah, yeah then exactly.
2: Injury. And then, uh, Cody, Cody, Mizell as well. My first year in Tampa, it's a great guy.
1: Yeah, so. Cody's Cody's awesome. We love Cody. Mm-hmm. I want to also talk to you about your international career. Um, we, we don't have a lot of players, and there's not a ton of players necessarily in the USL who play for their first national team. You play for the Afghan national team. What's that like?
2: Oh, uh, it's just incredible experience. Honestly, the international game is, is it's different. Um, you know, I always feel bad for international coaches trying to get a team together in such short notice mm-hmm. and getting everyone on the same page. So, I have a lot of respect for, for my coach and, you know, all international coaches. But, you know, the experience, it's it's so humbling representing a, a country. You know, you go and you just get so much love and support um, from, you know, what feel like brothers and cousins, you know, just, just you know, an entire community. Very similar to what you know New Mexico is doing here, so I, I see a lot of uh, similarities in that. But just an un- unbelievable experience, just going traveling, uh, playing with my brother. Uh, yeah, you, is,
1: it, is it a twin brother? Is he a twin yeah, brother he's two, or no? Two years younger. Two years, years younger. Okay. Yeah,
2: so that's you know, uh cherry on a top as well. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's
1: right. Uh, So, you grew up in New Jersey, right? Correct. So, what was it like playing for uh, the national team in a country that you didn't grow up in? Did you find that uh, you were able to kind of make that transition easily, or did you find that, you know, you were well-received? What was that like?
2: Yeah, I I, I think we were well-received just because... my, I mean, my parents, my cousins—you know—they were—they were all born there, so um, I was first generation here. Right. Um. So we were very in tune with the culture and and you know the, the ins and outs of of what's going on over there. So I think that transition was was very easy for us. That's great. Um. So.
1: Did you get to go over to Afghanistan a lot as a kid?
2: Uh, no, I've, no, I've never been. You've never actually. been? I've never been, no. And our our home matches are actually in Turkey or Tajikistan, so right. uh, FIFA doesn't allow us to play there. So it's wow. still on my bucket list, though. I would gotta like, get there. Like, gotta get there, yeah. That's
1: awesome. That's crazy. That I, I, I never thought I would see a national team player who's never been to the country that he plays exactly, for. Exactly. That's yeah. crazy. So so kind of getting uh, to the here and now, uh, you're in New Mexico. What have been your early impressions of the club? I'm sure you you saw the club from, from Tampa last year what what did what did you know about New Mexico before you got here
2: I mean like I said earlier uh, the soccer community is super small so I had you know a bunch of teammates and friends who played with or against New Mexico and you know the popular opinion was just wow you know what an impressive club um, just in in the inaugural season you know incredible um, from a players perspective um, just turned heads across across the nation you know so super impressive uh, it was just super exciting to to, to, to come into a situation like that. Sure. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so we actually had a listener question, you were just talking about his brother, mm-hmm. uh, Adam. Uh, we had someone write in, a- Alex Mansfield wrote in, uh, do you and Adam have much of a sibling rivalry? Who's <laughs> best worst at what, and who'd win a crossbar challenge between <laughs> you two? <laughs>
2: Uh, I will start with the crossbar challenge. I think I would take that. Um, <laughs> we
0: need to have your brother on the show yeah, and absolutely. ask him. We'll, yeah,
2: we'll videotape something. As a matter of fact, he's on the line. I'm just kidding. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> um, but going to the sibling rivalry, I think maybe maybe when we started out a, a little younger, that you know we had something in place. But as we got older, honestly, we were, we were pretty good players growing up. So we learned, and we were only two years apart. So we learned a lot from each other. And I think you know the rivalry went out out the window with that. So as as we grew older, we just uh, just respected each other so much, and you know what a situation to have. Uh, you know, two, you know, both of us playing professionally, and we kind of, you know, just super proud of each other. I think we're we're each other's biggest fans, honestly. You know, we talk to each other every day. Uh, it's nice to have someone going through or ha- having been through something mm-hmm. that you know, like I'm going through right now, or you know, so. It's It's a nice connection to have, and I think, I think we're really happy about it.
1: Now the odds of having two professional footballers out of the same family is pretty slim. Were, were your parents really involved in soccer or is it just a weird coincidence?
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean, my dad played a bit, my uncle played a bit, but yeah, I think it was just us growing up, maybe just competing and, and making each other better, better. you know, Our parents have been super supportive since they won, and I think we kind of ran ran with it uh, ran with the opportunity. I think our town back home was was very good. Um, you know, within the community, youth soccer rec programs, everything was was great and set up for us. So nice.
1: Well, and DJO on Twitter, kind of bouncing off something that we talked about a little bit before. Uh, we we asked you before, kind of what was your impression about about New Mexico? And his question again kind of bounces off of that. What excited you? What excites you currently about coming to New Mexico? Maybe in play style. Let's go with that.
2: Yeah. So I mean, first first thing. You know, I noticed when I got here was just the co- coaching staff was very detail oriented. You know, they're very specific, um, but they give the players a lot of freedom, and that's something you know I saw. I heard as far of,
1: as positional freedom, you mean?
2: Yeah, positional playing. They, they they just want you, just the guys to play with courage, and mm. that's that's really what I like. You know, that's a very very free flowing system uh, the interchange is great, and you know to anyone who who loves playing and watching football that's 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 what you that's the type of system you want to play in so sure um that was something I was very much looking forward to um, on the soccer side of it um, yeah you know on on the other side of the community and everything that's that's being built here is you know humbling just what an, what a uh, community to be a part of I'm really excited to to get t- to play in front of these fans right, we're excited <laughs> to play mm-hmm. for you to play in front of us yeah.
0: Uh, so and it's all the way across the country from where your family is so have you ever been you know living far away from your family like this or what, what's it like What Germany right Germany. yeah Germany <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah, but uh, just ha- I mean I, I guess they could watch every match now but yeah, yeah. is it, is, is it going to be a difficult adjustment to be just out here in the middle of nowhere it's a, a new place
2: uh, not on the east coast <laughs> yeah I mean I think it's gotten easier over the years um, and like I said uh, just the people that come you know come with with the team, um, you know, the, the friends and the teammates I've had, you know, maybe playing against old teammates and, and friends and playing with them as well. So I think it's just gotten easier over the years uh, as, you know, we've networked and, and mm-hmm. gotten to know more and more people. So uh, it's just a new challenge, honestly, just in a different location. So just super excited to, to, to be here and kind of experience the West Coast. You know, I had a lot of friends tell me I'd fit really well on the West Coast, and I'm excited to see what it's like.
1: That's cool. Uh-huh. That's cool. I mean, we're going to get you out to a lot of maybe Western cities you haven't been to. I I know when I was kind of traveling around with, with, you know, following the club last year, I went to a lot of places I hadn't been to before. I had never been to Tulsa. I had never been to... uh well, maybe just Tulsa. I actually, I had, I don't think I'd, no, I'd been to El Paso before, but there are definitely a few spots I'd never been to. San Antonio, that yeah. was it. Tulsa, San Antonio, stuff yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. So I got to experience those for the first time, and going to do that again next, this year with a few places I hadn't been uh, in the past as well. Going to go to Reno. I've never been to Reno, That's stuff right. like that. Awesome. So it'll be cool. It'll definitely be really cool. All right, Diego Esquivel asks on Twitter, and we'll see if you know what this question means. Okay. Uh, I'm seeing me, on Facebook. He says, "Red or green? Do you know what that means?"
2: Red or green? I, I. You he, he's Sorry. been here only two weeks. It's excusable. So it's boring. excusable. So that is the
1: state question. We're the, I think we're the only state that has a state, question, state question, right? Yeah. Yep. So that is red chili or green chili. Uh, Have you had okay. a chance to try I, either or both?
2: I've had a chance to try green chili. Okay. And I am a fan. Okay. Nope. So, well,
0: that's, that's a good answer. That's the yeah. state answer I, usually. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's
1: right. You got it. Now you got to try. I I and RJ and I are in agreement on this. So in our both of our opinions, red is better. I'm a red guy. Okay. I yeah. I'm a red guy. Green is great. Don't get me wrong. I love people chili. who
0: go with Christmas, you know, red and green. That's great. Make green. a decision. Oh, no, no, no. Make a decision. It
1: depends on what you're having. Uh, so for me, red is good on most, th- red, red is best on most things. Green is best on pizza, in my opinion. Okay. Burgers. Uh, and burgers. Those, I think those are the only two things, in my opinion, that green is better on. Uh, and red's good on burgers, too. Yeah. yeah, But like enchiladas, green chili enchiladas are great but red chili enchiladas are out of this world. Um, yeah, so. enjoy
0: the cuisine, but
2: I'm not too much during the season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, maybe not too many enchiladas like, during the here. season. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but no, that you're going to get asked that question a lot. Oh, it's so the state question. i so much
2: more aware of it now. I'm red excited. or green.
1: <laughs> red or green or Christmas if yeah. you want to be a, a flip-flopper. Yeah,
0: yeah, make a decision.
1: <laughs> um, so uh, let's see. Let's get back to these questions. Uh, Javier Robando, our friend Javi on uh, Facebook, asks, what was the deciding factor when uh, deciding to join the best team in the USL? Oh, wow. So what what went into your decision making process when you're when you're looking at clubs?
2: I mean, yeah, it's a very good question. I mean, I'm at a point in my career where I want you know the entire package. I, I want to be playing for for a coach who's going to continue to teach me and and you know make me better. Uh, I want to be in a cool atmosphere, a great a great city. I want to enjoy myself. Um, you know, because who knows how, how long you know I'm going to be playing for? So sure, uh, it's just something I want to be able to enjoy um, for. for for these for these years, and I think uh, New Mexico just checked most of those boxes, you know, if not all. Um, so just moving forward, you know, I had a great conversation with Troy. Um, just off the field, on the field, everything everything that went into it just checked all the boxes. Honestly, yeah,
1: that's cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think uh, when when I came to New Mexico, uh, I was a little. It wasn't It wasn't something where I was like, oh, man, I'm really excited to go to New Mexico. I was like, okay, I'll go to New Mexico for a little yeah, bit. I'll yeah. go for a few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I got to tell you, I fell in love with this place, right. and it's my home now. Um, you know, I've been here for a lot longer than I expected to be when I moved here. So uh, they call it the land of entrapment for a reason. Ooh, so like just, like just be aware of that. You mm-hmm. might just stay here forever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we have another listener question, uh, Billy Babb, which is really cool. Billy's uh, watched you play in a national uh, game. Awesome, awesome. He said— It's uh, Afghanistan
1: against
2: Tajikistan. That's yeah. cool. Uh, that's uh, my first game. And he said friendly, your defense
0: yeah. was legit. He loved it. <laughs> uh, he wants to get an Afghan national jersey as nice. well. But uh, the question is, uh, how does the international experience pro- help prepare you for the USL
2: side? That's a good question. Yeah, it is a very good question. Um, so the competition, the competition is, is great. I mean, those games, uh, they're meaningful. Uh, you're playing for something, right? Mm-hmm. We, we were playing for World Cup and Asian qualifying, so every game is just you know one mistake and that that can cost the game. So. Um those games you go you go into them and you 're really focused especially defensively right you don 't want to be that person to make a mistake you want to uh be held accountable and you want to hold others accountable so I think that 's what comes into that 's what I bring back to the u s l and uh, I try to bring it every game you know it's it's it 's a long season of course, but you know a game or two will cost you at the end
1: yeah absolutely so it's it 's kind of that uh heightened level of uh I don't want to say you know you're not uptight, but you're just you're prepared, you're more I, aware
0: yeah. of, more uh, aware,
1: yeah. yeah. Uh, so Phil Leckman on Facebook asks first, how do you like the weather? And second, how does Troy's approach differ from what you've experienced with other coaches?
2: Yeah, uh, the weather, interesting. So I came from from Jersey. <laughs> um, it was similar in in temperature, but not so much the back and forth where it hit sixty one day and then it snows the other day. I was High s- desert man, super su- super surprised <laughs> with that first snowfall. I thought. I put that in my past on the East Coast, but, you know, I'm, I'm adjusting well. Um, I'm excited for the weather to officially turn and for it to get I warm. I think we all are. <laughs> We're all looking forward to spring. Um, and Troy's approach, like, like I said, very detail-oriented, um, just a thinker. You know, he's a thinker and a teacher, and I really respect any coach who does that. And I've been lucky with my coaches, honestly. I think I've taken something from, from each step and um, each team and took it to the next and gotten better for it. And I'm, I'm excited to have this, you know, this se- a full season with, with Troy and, and continue learning. I've already learned so much in, in these first couple sessions, you know, so I'm excited to, co- to continue it.
0: Okay. At uh, Not Who on Twitter sent in a couple questions from her from, from their kids, uh, and I really like these. Uh, one of them, the daughter asks, uh, did you always want to be a defender? And, and we're going to add to that, did you always want to play soccer? Did you want to be a basketball guy, uh, baseball, soccer? Mm-hmm. And uh, her or their son, I don't know this is, uh asks how many yellow and red cards have you gotten wow. <laughs> you might fit in really well
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, so defender and soccer so no I was ta- an attacking player growing mm. up um, and I think that that's helped my game you know I think okay. I'm an a- attacking defender now um, and sorry what, what was the second one
1: how many yellow and red cards have
2: you gotten oh yellow yeah. oh no no sorry so going back to Soccer. What, what was that? Oh, uh, did sorry. I, did you always oh, want to yeah. play
0: yeah. soccer. Did you want so, You to be a lawyer? <laughs> <Yeah. or? laughs>
2: so soccer was actually my third sport growing up. Uh, football was my first, but I was a little too small for that. Baseball was my second, which I kind of continued. I was pretty pretty good at baseball, and the third was soccer, which I officially started. I think around you know kindergarten, first grade, and I kind of took off with that. So loved it ever since. Nice. Um, Yellow and red cards. Do you guys have any guesses before...
1: I mean, I could pull up your Wikipedia page I, yeah. and look, but... Uh, I'm going to
0: guess. It's attacking player, I'm going to guess he has a few. So I'm going to go with... Give
1: me, give me a number. Nine. Is that combined? Nine, yellow nine and red? yellow and
0: red. Yeah, combined. Oh,
1: yeah. Uh, I will say... I don't think so. I think he's too nice. Uh, I'm going to say, like, three.
2: I So I think it's right in between there. Okay. <laughs> no red cards. No reds. I've oh, okay. never got a red card. All
1: right. Let's hope it stays that way.
2: Um, and yellow cards, I would, I would guess between... S- Five and seven. I am yeah, pulling it up. Many. Hold on. That'd be yeah. Career statistics.
1: It doesn't have cards on here. Hold on. Yeah, yeah you you keep going. I'm yeah. gonna look look you up on Transfer Market. Uh,
2: I'd like I'd like to think that my pace and timing kind of allows me to you know stay smart out of tackling. Course, smart yeah, right. absolutely. So I think that's allowed me to stay stay out of trouble a little bit.
0: You know, don't say anything to this, <laughs> but the USL officiating I would have figured uh, that was way up there with it. <laughs> yeah, that's
2: true. Yeah, yeah you probably yeah.
1: hundreds at that point. All right, uh, here we go. David Najem transfer market. Give me the the card stats. Where are I'm you? I'm
2: curious as well, honestly. <laughs> but I don't think it's it's definitely not over
1: ten. Oh where All right, I I'm gonna need some time to find okay. this. I don't they Someone they else? changed they changed stuff up with this.
2: <laughs>
0: uh let's find another question. Uh I guess the biggest adjustment yeah. coming from the east to the west, um, I, I think there's going to be a lot more altitude yeah. here on the west coast. Uh, you'll have Colorado Springs, uh, yeah. Salt Lake, Albuquerque, mm-hmm. all the home matches. But is, what what else is a big difference between the two leagues?
2: Um, I, I know
0: travel will be kind of a, a – yeah. Hall too, because yeah. there's no teams really close.
2: Absolutely, but I'm I'm excited to use altitude as an advantage too. You know, I think I think that'll play uh, a big factor in our home games uh, and down the tr- down, down the stretch, we're just gonna be so much fitter because of it. You know, um, but other factors, I think again the playing style in the West, I'm very curious to see. I think uh, there are a lot of new teams here on the on the West who are trying to create an identity from from scratch. You know, I think on on the East there are a couple more. Uh, established clubs with coaches who have been around um, with certain playing styles, maybe a little more defensive, but I think the West is a little more free-flowing, and I think it, it, it suits you know what I want to do and how I want to play a little bit.
1: All right, so seven yellow cards, seven. career, and four of them were one year in Germany. Yeah. You were angry in 2014.
2: A lot, a, lot of, <laughs> a lot of tactical fouls, it seems like.
1: It's good, it's good. But you have, wow, you have not had a yellow card since... 2018 don't
0: don't don't, don't, don't
1: jinx it yeah,
2: 18,
1: yeah. <laughs> sorry I, I've, I've jinxed everything <laughs> now
2: i was injured for a part of that though so oh, that's, <laughs> okay that's a good point that's a good point excuse if i was that.
1: healthy i would have been getting some Just cards
2: excuse that a little
0: bit for sure so uh let's let's get to this uh to the match we had this weekend we had a, a nice scrimmage uh this past weekend it was your the first chance it was kind of like the new guys versus the old guys oh, yeah, yeah. uh yeah. What, what was your thoughts on that Be careful on your... the wording
1: old guys <laughs> yeah, about <that>. i don't
0: know <laughs> definitely old guys.
1: i saw who was on your team uh the winning team <laughs> yeah. sorry yeah. Uh, okay. but,
0: hey 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 we won <laughs> you you did not win. <laughs> uh but but we saw some aggressiveness from yeah. from the yellow team and also your thoughts on the crowd because there was 2000 people there for a for a scrimmage. for an inter squad I mean, scrimmage for an
2: <laughs> that's the, that's the thing that stands out the most and i loved being um with them after and signing autographs and you know starting to to get that face to face with them because that's that's honestly incredible like for an inter squad match um, you know before we've even started really really competing you know but I mean for us uh, as a team that was always going to be a challenge you know we we said it wasn't a training session we're going to treat it like a real game so it was it wasn't a surprise like there was nothing malicious about anything but just a highly competitive game mm-hmm. to s- slowly start us to slowly uh, get us you know ready for for the real scrimmages coming up against other teams.
1: There were a few times where Ar- RJ and I were up there with, with the fans and a few times where people went in for hard tackles. And we're like, Hey, come, come <laughs> same, on. Same team. Take same it, take team. it easy. We need you. Guys. Do that next like week. When Justin went down, <laughs> Justin went down briefly and I was yeah. like, Oh no, <laughs> yeah. stop guys, please. <laughs> but, Can we just, we just, we'll end the game right now. It's cool.
2: It's yeah, cool. No, but I think everyone's controlled and yeah. there's no yeah. malins on, on, on and no, players. not, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure there is. It was
0: sure great to see just, the, I mean, it was a, Inner squad, but we're we're watching you guys with a lot of passion out Absolutely. there already. Absolutely, this game one.
1: Well, so. it was really cool to see. I mean, so when when they set the lineups, um, you know, it was it was kind of like like RJ said, it was the players who have kind of been here and more established for the most part, and and the new players. And it was really cool to see the new players compete yep. with the players who have been here and been in the system. Mm. That bodes really well for the depth of the club.
2: Absolutely, and I think that's that's credit to the coaching staff, just bringing in guys and just knowing the system and guys who are going to integrate quickly. And you know, because of past uh, playing styles or just like getting them up to up to speed with with how they they play here and you know what what our intentions are. So, uh yeah, full credit to the staff and just the players just bringing everyone in and and kind of running with with the opportunity.
1: So you mentioned, you know, we had about a little over 2000 fans for for the Interscud scrimmage. Are you excited to play in front of We had an average last year of a 12-8, 12-8 ish, 12-6, 12-8 something like that. Are you excited yeah.
2: for that? Yeah, I mean, I've I've only played in front of a few a few crowds like that so you know to average something like that—that's—that's—that's that's, that's something else. So, yeah, like, it's gonna be fun. Uh, can't wait to to get in front of uh a, a, a full full capacity crowd like that. Uh, home games. I, I'm just super bummed I have to wait. You know, two <laughs> two game, two away games to get to that third home game.
1: Yeah, we're we're gonna be there for some of those away games. So a
0: rivalry match to kick off the season. Yeah. Um, so
1: yeah, we don't we don't particularly like El Paso. They don't particularly like us. Yeah. I remember the first match we played against them last year. There were some uh let's call. it, healthy shoves uh, being being thrown around. On, the, on the
0: field and off the field. Yeah, <laughs> that's
1: right. That's right. So, yeah, that'll be a, a real big game to, to call your your first home match for your, uh, for New Mexico United and an important one for us to and we need take three. three points out of. No <laughs> no pressure. Yeah, no yeah. pressure. But, David, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. Um, whenever we have a guest on the show, uh, we end the segment uh, with uh, kind of giving you the floor. You can, you know, shout out to your friends, family, uh, you know, members of the community, Community, whoever you want uh, whatever message you want to give the floor is yours Mr. Najim
2: no yeah I just want to thank everyone uh, back home first first and foremost just the continued support you know I've gotten such, such nice loving messages um throughout this this entire week just just getting myself back into it you know alone but but never alone really here because of the the wonderful people uh, that are part of this organization and that's that's who I want to thank next just thank you for the warm welcome to everyone here uh, excited to officially get started and um, you know play my heart out for you guys
1: hey we're excited to have you here and it's gonna be a lot of fun so let's uh let's Going to a championship, yeah? Let's do it. Let's, Let's do it. it. All, right. All right.
2: Thank
0: you, David, for joining us for this segment uh, and our first player of the season. So Woo. thank you so much <laughs> for that. All right. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to The Curse Cast.
2: This is David Estrada, and you're listening to The Curse Cast.
1: And welcome back into the Curse Cast. R.J. Montano, David Carl here. R.J., David Najem's a good interview.
0: He is fantastic. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, new guy to the team, new to Albuquerque. He didn't I didn't know what to expect. I met him uh, at, the, at the scrimmage, yeah. and he was a he was great, cordial. But what a fun! Dude. Very
1: personable, very thoughtful responses. I like that. That's and good.
0: he's agreed to come on. United Weekly, yeah, we
1: got to have him on. So. Have him on this Saturday. Uh, so yeah, we talked about that a little bit uh, last week. RJ and I uh, are inexplicably hosting a radio show, uh, United Weekly, every Saturday from 11 a.m. to noon, uh, talking about New Mexico United, right here on 101 ESPN 1017. The team, I say, right here. We're not on 1017. The team we're, right now. We're
0: I mean we're in studio. We're in studio. We're but recording the Chris Cast.
1: That's it's going to be ESPN Radio uh, 1017 every saturday from 11 to noon you can also stream it online at 1017theteam.com uh so and we're gonna have david on and we we'll talk a little bit about uh some of the stuff we already talked about maybe some other stuff it'll be pretty cool yeah,
0: it'd be really neat Hey, he was fantastic so uh david let's let's talk about what's going on in the world of the curse yeah so and united i guess one
1: thing i want to get to uh it's super 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 important um the legislative session's going on right now mm. um you know, Obviously, our lawmakers are making their decisions on everything from education to uh, violence, fighting gun violence to, you know, everything in between. You know, it could be a million different things. One thing that um, in addition to all, all of the things we just mentioned, the important things like education, uh, one thing that is important to us, and I would imagine to many of you listeners, is uh, a stadium, yeah, a soccer a stadium. stadium. Yeah. We, we would love to have a soccer stadium. We, we need to have a soccer stadium um, right now. Right um, now. This week, Governor Lujan Grisham is going to be going through um, and essentially deciding where a lot of the funding is going to go, uh, a lot of the state funding. Um, we have an opportunity as United fans, as curse members to make our voices heard, to tell her, "Hey, we really think a stadium would be great. We love what this club has done for our state. We love what this club has done for you know me, my friends, my family, whatever." Um, and and that can be powerful uh, to let lawmakers know. Hey, a stadium would really change a lot of things in a positive way. And this club has already changed things in a positive way. A stadium will continue that, um, and can really have some positive outcomes for the state, for the people in the state. Um, and it's something we're excited about. So so really, the the message I want to get across is tag the governor on Twitter and let her know how important this is to you. Tell her your story call the governor's office and let them know, hey, I live in Gallup and this is important to me. Hey, I live in truth or consequences and this is important to me. I live in Farmington. I live in Albuquerque and I think a stadium would be great. This is our opportunity. It's it's urgent now um, because this is when the legislative session is going on. This is when the money is allocated and this is when we have the opportunity to kind of make it happen. It, it's it's kind of like a tripod, RJ. There's, there's three legs to it. There's private funding, Which I'm sure the club is working on getting. There is funding from the legislature, which the club is working on Mm -hmm. getting. And then there's funding that is directly, uh, I guess, put into place by the governor's office, Uh, which, again, we have some sort of influence hopefully in and letting the governor know that it's important to us so if you can call the governor uh call the governor's office tag the governor on social media facebook yeah this this is super important i I cannot stress this enough if you want a stadium and i think most of you listening do this is a really great opportunity for us to have an opportunity to have our say in it and and try and make it happen.
0: And uh, we've we've talked with Peter and and several of the front office members. This isn't just going to be a stadium that they're going to play seventeen yes, this games is a great at. Point. Sorry, I mention this. And that's it. That it, this is going to be a cultural center. This is going to be more than just a stadium. This is going to be something that's that's a jewel of Albuquerque. And we need to get behind this and stress that to everyone we're talking to the legislature, uh, not everybody likes soccer and that's okay. And yeah, that's, I mean, soccer is kind of new to this area, right? I mean, there's several great players, but it's still kind of new. So, but, but it's, it's more than just a soccer uh, stadium. It's going to, it's going to house concerts. It's going to have art exhibits. It's going to have restaurants. It's going to have jobs. It is a
1: cultural center for the state. And, and, and it's something that can really, I think, and I think you agree with me, RJ, can have such a positive impact, not just on the morale of the state, which it will, but just positive I- outcomes for, you know, for jobs and for really, you know, brightening up parts of our community and just making things better and bringing us all together. We've all experienced the unity that this club has brought. If we've got our own space, that's just going to, that's tenfold. And
0: just seeing it makes you feel better. Yeah. Uh, I, I drive by... Um, the top golf that's going up here on uh, I-25. I'm going to go there. I'm not a big golfer. Not me either. I'm excited. It's so cool to see something so positive going up in the community. Imagine what a soccer stadium slash cultural center will do for that morale. Yep,
1: absolutely. So, again, call the governor, tag the governor on social media, uh, and and let her know that this is important to you and, and to your family. And, again, maybe share your stories. Tell them what United has meant to you. Tell them what the curse has meant to you and what you're excited about moving forward.
0: Yeah, you don't need to go at this any like very aggressive. No, like, we, no, we, we want it's partnership. Yeah, this is this isn't uh, give us our money or, or no, we're not going to vote for you. Absolutely is, not.
1: It's partnership. It's 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 working with the governor and and maybe she's unaware of what what this club means to you and to your family. So let her know. It's remind really her,
0: tough. she had a blast at the game. Yeah, she did. She
1: came in the supporter <laughs> section and... Was and, it the Meow
0: Wolf Night? I, uh, think, I think it was, it was Meow, Meow Wolf Night. Night. She, played Jordy's, she played Jordy's washboard. That's right. Remind <laughs> her how much fun she had and remind her that there's thousands of people having that much fun every week and, and, she and was, we could have so many more people there yep. having a blast and, and forgetting... Well,
1: she was surrounded by such a diverse crowd and we were all together, again, united. Hey. Yeah, it works well, out. Crazy, huh? So uh, so moving on from that, uh, one thing we want to talk about is our elections. We had them. They went well. They went well, I thought. This went great. Yeah. So uh, shout out to Matchbox Marketing, by the way, uh, who uh, we, we hired them to kind of be our independent arbiter. They ran the elections for us. Uh, we kept our hands
0: out of it yeah. clean, and it was really nice to be able to to, you do it
1: yeah please and they did it they did a great job uh so big shout out to them they're a local business uh and they really did did right by us so thank you to matchbox marketing so
0: we have an executive board that was already in place from last season so Uh, you are the president i'm the vice president uh, Rachel Johnson is our secretary, Andrew Bolte is our treasurer.
1: And so those positions, those four, our executive board, uh, are up for election every two years. So this is the second year of that term. Next year, those positions will be up for election again. But this year uh, was the first time we had elections for our six new uh, committee chairs. And so those uh, those elections were up, and uh, I think they went well, aren't you? I
0: wish elections were always like this.
1: <laughs> not the Iowa caucus, yeah, <laughs> uh, not
0: the Iowa caucus, or or any election. I mean, everyone's like, hey, I'm a good reason. Uh, here's a good reason to vote for me. And if you don't, I'm going to be on this committee anyway. And I love this club, and I love this. That was my this, favorite part oh of this my whole thing. Gosh, everyone, it brought. The competition brought everyone closer.
1: Yeah, and it doesn't always go that way. It doesn't. It usually and, and doesn't. Frankly, and and it, it's uh, I guess it's a it's a statement on the quality of individual that we are so fortunate to have in the curse. That you know we had fourteen people run for office, and they all said, "Yeah, if I don't get it, I'm still going to help out. I'm, I'm still, still going to be, be part, part of, of this. this. I'm still going to." commit myself to this so let's go through the winners
0: so we had two runaways uh, because they
1: because they were unopposed <laughs> one of them uh rj you know this person pretty well you know you've carlos ever, yeah <laughs> <laughs> Sus- Susie montano is your member engagement chair she's
0: the party planning
1: committee that's right the party planning committee so the, she's
0: like angela pam all of them will combined into one
1: and if you don't get that reference go watch the office uh, super important. Yes. Uh, anyway, so uh, member engagement chair is in charge of a whole bunch of stuff, uh, including uh, kind of events outside of match day. So, you know, watch parties, it falls under mm-hmm. the member engagement chair and other activities. So, you know, if we all decided, hey, we want to go do, um, you want to go, we all do a,
0: a group trip to Meow Wolf, maybe something like that. It'd be fun. And she's bounced around that idea already. She's already on it. She's on it. Less than a week. She's on it. We're actually a foot golf tournament. Oh, I heard. I heard
1: that. Oh, so, so I guess we're announcing it now. Well, we're not announcing <laughs> anything we have, yet. We don't have but the details yet. these are ideas yet. that we're are bouncing around it's that great are, idea. are
0: great, that are going to bring us together even more yeah if so great. if
1: you want to participate in a foot golf, golf tournament tweet at us and say hashtag foot golf tweet
0: at Susie and just do it to do it yell Susie. At her. don't yell, yell at her she's That's my wonderful. wife i'll we'll have to fight you
1: <laughs> so Susie is your, your new member engagement chair uh the other uh you could say runaway because there's nobody who opposed him carlos basso he is your 2020 match day operations chair which means tailgates are going to be King awesome <laughs> are going to be awesome. So Carlos, that, that role, uh, includes tailgates, uh, and it includes away, uh, travel. So, you know, when we get the bus to go to Phoenix or El Paso or, or, what, or we get a, an airplane to go to Minnesota or whatever it might be, that's Carlos is running that it's his show. So, uh, if you've got ideas for tailgates, if you've got, uh, anything you would like to see when we free go tacos. On, free tacos, go talk to Carlos. He's your guy. um, so, yeah, he's, he's, he's your uh, your match day operations chair. Up next, uh, your brand and identity chair, RJ.
0: So what is that about?
1: So brand and identity chair uh, is the person who is in charge of one. One of the big things they're in charge of is merch. That's huge. And in, uh, for us this season. That's a lot of work.
0: Through, I mean, almost three times yeah
1: exponentially really and so that's the when you uh want to get your merch in the mail you place an order online for i don't know t-shirt socks whatever um
0: that's me and David in the past. <laughs> it has been in the past. Hanging but, out in your dining room. But
1: now it's going to be Lindsay Allen. Congratulations. Congratulations, yeah. Lindsay. Yeah, well deserved and well earned. And
0: uh, Lindsay has been with The Curse, I mean. Pretty much since day pretty one. Pretty much since day one. Yeah. And she has been, uh, she's put out some amazing art for
1: us. Yes. So she is a wonderful artist. A uh, local artist. Uh, the Curse t shirts this year are tour shirts designed by Lindsay Allen.
0: And she had a brick wall one last the year. The brick wall shirt, uh, yeah. She, she, I, she comes shirts. out with several, several She's creative cr- ideas. Creative
1: and talented, and perfect
0: and, role for her. Is yeah. the curse this this year, and I'm excited to see what she does with the with the, with the job.
1: So yeah, it, it's it's partially merch stuff. Uh, it's also partially uh, creative content for for social media and creative content for email and a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, making sure that you know we don't get anybody knock off, selling knockoff curse stuff, which I don't think we, uh, If we get to the point where people want to make knock. Offs of our stuff, I think we're doing okay.
0: Yeah, if, well, so Walgreens, if you want to sell some research,
1: <laughs> don't we
0: are all for No, I'm all for it. <laughs> no, I don't <laughs> let's get
1: our cutting into our bottom line. We got we got we got TFOs to make, <laughs> those aren't free. Uh, but anyway, so that's Lindsay Allen. Congratulations, Lindsay. Uh, up next, uh, our next two positions, uh, both uh, co chairs.
0: I love this. Yeah, this is so awesome that 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 this was able to happen.
1: Yeah, so uh, these two positions in particular, uh, The votes were so tight uh, that the most representative option would be to give these two uh, essentially the option to be co-chairs, and they both agreed to it. So uh, first, for your hype, spirit, and rowdiness committee, Mr. Mike Francis and Mr. Billy William Anthony, congratulations to both of you. Both
0: of them, yeah. I'm really excited to be working with you guys.
1: And so, what's so what's what's going on with these guys? Yeah, hype, spirit, and rowdiness. These are your in the stadium bosses, essentially. Uh, they are in charge of scheduling hucapos. Uh, they are in charge of tifo. Uh, y- yes, they're in charge well, of tifo, getting yeah, getting that yeah, together, yep, yep. set up. Yeah, they're in charge of tifo. They're in charge of, of of capoing. They're in charge of new chants and cheers. So if you have ideas for for new chants, new cheers, new songs, whatever it may be, these are your guys. Uh, they make what happens in the stadium. They make it happen. Uh, so uh, that's the
0: coolest title, I think. A hype spirit and Hype, chair. Spirit rowdiness. It's that's pretty cool. That's awesome.
1: I, and again, I this is a it's a tough job. I, I mean, all of these are tough jobs, frankly. Uh, none of them are easy. And I'm super excited that we have such talented and I think motivated people to get on them. Um, Yeah, I think it's, I think it's just going to be great. So high spirit and readiness, Billy Anthony, Mike Francis. um, They're also in charge of uh, musical instrument coordination. That's also super important. Uh, So, you know, kind of making that, all Flow together goes with the songs, goes with the cheers, goes with the chants, all that kind of stuff. So,
0: getting some drum bit, practices together, maybe some horns in the stands again this yes. season because that was really cool to see that last year. So, let's let's I'm excited to see what these two guys do.
1: And if you are interested in capoing, uh, it's not an easy job, believe me, I know. But if you are interested in capoing, go talk to Billy, go talk to Mike. They are in charge of scheduling that. It's not going to be me every game uh, like it was last year. RJ, you did two matches last year, I right? Two matches. And uh, I did the rest of them. And it's it's a lot. It's a lot. It takes a lot out of you. Just fair warning. Uh, it is You don't realize how exhausting it is until you do it. Um,
0: When you're trying to walk out of the stadium and you realize (laughs) my hand is cramping and I don't, oh, I didn't have anything to drink and I screamed for 90 minutes. Yeah,
1: that's right. But uh, it's a lot of fun. Oh, it's, you know, it, it's you really put cool. in a lot of work, but it's super rewarding. And it's, it's like
0: being a baseball catcher. You're facing everyone else. Like, yeah. that's You're facing that's a good the point. other way.
1: Yeah. I never thought of it like that, but absolutely. Um, okay. And then uh, our next position, uh, also going to have co-chairs. Uh, that is your community outreach chair, which in my opinion, I've said this before, is the most important job. It's the most important job on the curse. Uh, nothing is more important than the work that we do to support our community. Community supports us. We owe it to support. Them right back. Uh, so again, co-chairs for this one because it was so close, Brianna Dennis and Jake Gutierrez.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, they're that both is so awesome.
1: They're both they're both well deserving people. Uh, I'm excited to see what they come up with. I'm excited to see them work together. Um, and to talk a little bit about the position, the community outreach chair. Uh, they work directly with you and I, RJ, to mm-hmm. kind of develop community partnerships, um, and most importantly, they organize community service opportunities and search for organizations, people, whoever it may be in our community that is in need. Mm-hmm. You know, and we, then we do our best to, to help. Um, and it's it's really that simple. It sounds simple, but it's so so important. It's,
0: it's so important. And, and what I love most about this is. Is we have so many great opportunities, but we had the most amount of people running for that. Yeah. And, and all of them Talk agreed that we are going to... Who cares who wins? Like, this job is so important. We're going to work together.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm, so, just, I'm super excited to see uh, what... The, the
0: chairs are, are mostly the people who are going to be talking to us the most. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that group is going to... There's such a great dynamic already with them, and we haven't even really kicked off anything. Sure. But that group is so dynamic and so important to us, and they get it. Every one of them gets it. So it's going to be so great to see what they come up with. And that was very important to you and I last year. Absolutely. Uh, We didn't really have this uh, committee. Mm -hmm. We just kind of went with it. and (laughs) Flew by the seat of our pants. But it was really important to us. We wanted to make sure every tailgate had somebody benefiting. We wanted to make sure every time we did something... It was giving back to the community. It wasn't just about hey, come buy our stuff and and fund our tailgates. Yeah, it's, we're it's nonprofit. We don't
1: we don't make any money on this. So Everything we make we goes back to the community.
0: And That's so great. I'm I'm excited for this. Well, and and to
1: that point, I think RJ, these were your election winners, right? They they are. I think the most important thing is that they had committees. It's not just like. You know, uh, Jake and Brianna are going to be our community outreach people. No, no, no. They had the community outreach committee, and anybody can be part of that. If you want to be part of the community outreach committee, you can be part of that, and you can be part of the brand and identity committee. The each. hype,
0: spirit, rowdiness. You can be part of all of the rowdy. committees
1: if you want. Um, so that's just, it's super, super important to know that. You 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 can be part of this in any way you want to be, any as much or as little as you want to be. You can have some say in how we do things, whether it be how we interact with the community, how we do chants and cheers, how we do TIFO, uh, how, our next piece of merch, whatever it might be. You can have a say in that. You can be on the committee that makes those decisions, and I think that's super important.
0: Mm. Yeah, getting everyone involved. I mean, at, at any level, too, if, if I you could only do something a couple times a month, yeah, Join us. If, if you could be there all the time, join us. If you can do it one time, we, we and, want and you there. See what you'd like. If you like this, try running next year.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that's super important. And and again, Every
0: position is open next that's year. That's
1: what I was going to say. Every position, president is open, vice president is open, treasurer, secretary, and all the committees, they are all open next year. So this is a beautiful opportunity this year. To take a look, see what you like, see the positions. Like, hey, I might want to be president next year. Hey, I might want to be uh, community uh, outreach chair next year. Like, and you can learn about what happens. If you're interested in being president next year, come talk to me. I'll walk you through some of the stuff that I do.
0: And then you'll run away,
1: <laughs> and then I will leave. No, I just, I, I, I'm, I'm really excited to see this. Just. Be in the hands of more and more people, and and it's it's truly a community organization. And like we
0: talked about last year, we were expecting to have fifty people.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's I right. I mean,
0: not even expecting. We were hoping, hoping. That's to right. Have.
1: And then one one thing we didn't mention. Uh, so we mentioned the five community. Uh, excuse me, the five committee chairs. Uh, there is a sixth. Uh, he was not elected by the curse. He was elected by the Cursitos. That is uh, Javier Robando. He is the president of Los Cursitos. That is the sixth committee chair. Uh, if you're interested in being involved in Los Cursitos, go talk to Javi. Uh, awesome organization. We are so proud to have them. Uh be part of us and excited to see what they do. Uh, oh, I got some Cursitos magnets in the mail today. Oh, cool! Oh, so we're just get those hearing
0: out. some of the stories from the, the last game, the tailgate, or not? I guess the scrimmage and and the tailgate. I'm excited for what they're going to do. Yeah, just it's going to be awesome. Kids are going to lead us in, and it's going to be so great. And it's such a Brilliant idea! Yep. I love it, and then I, I'm thankful to all all the people. Javier, I mean, Javier and Jesse,
1: has, and Ryan, and all of them. He
0: has a huge committee already. I think his committee is currently the biggest committee. Oh, it we absolutely,
1: have. is no doubt, <laughs> no doubt. Uh, we are we went to of
0: one of their meetings. They yeah. had a few. They've had a few meetings with the parents and, and a lot of kids. The rest of the committee just haven't really had a cool meeting yet. <laughs> is that the kids are in part of their meetings? So yes, the kids are sitting around be. in a circle and they're popping off questions and they're saying this is what we want and they're being listened to.
1: And you can tell that all the people in there were parents. I think I was the only person in the only adult in the room who wasn't a parent because like all these kids are, are, are raising their hands and everybody's so patient like yeah what do you think and the kid would say something it was it was so cute it was you know it would be something it was I like love yellow yeah exactly it's like not necessarily related to it but they're like that's a great point it's like you guys are so patient that's wonderful i love that i love that it's uh
0: you felt so uncomfortable that i mean i could just
1: no <laughs> no not at all i i don't know that i would be a very good parent we don't need to get into this conversation right now okay uh you're uh, like, great like oh my things. god i'm
0: gonna catch a cold <laughs>
1: The Crescitos are doing great things. No,
0: but yeah, they're fantastic. I'm excited to see them in their TFOs and their chants. And yeah. it's, it's going to be really cool. It's
1: almost Los Ninos. Um, so. I think those were the points that I wanted to hit on in this last segment. Anything I'm missing here, RJ? Uh,
0: real quick, yeah. Uh, we'll, maybe we'll talk. So we have our radio show, like we mentioned at the top of the segment. Yeah. Uh, tune in this Saturday, 11 or noon here on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. Uh huh. 1017 FM on the radio dial, all across the uh, the worldwide web at 1017team.com. Yep. Um, there was a very slanted news uh, segment. That came out this week. Yeah. And it, it seemed misleading. It seemed like they threw it together without getting a lot of the facts. Um, it was from uh, Channel 13, did a, a news story about a lot of spending, the tax lodger's tax spending, and it I wanted to get your opinion real quick, and, and hopefully we'll be able to talk about this on Saturday on the on the show. Yeah. After we do a little more research, but it, it sounded like they were complaining about the largest tax being spent on uh, changing the field over from baseball to soccer, um, and, and how it was a waste of taxpayers' money.
1: So the way, and, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Uh,
0: and I wanted to get your thoughts on that because we are at every match, and we see how many people from out of town are showing up and renting hotel rooms and buying food at the restaurants, buying beer at. at different places. It seems like it's bringing lodgers tax to New Mexico to spend that. So your thoughts real quick.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So the piece, uh, as you mentioned, was focused on lodgers tax and, and my understanding of the way lodgers tax works is that it's collected obviously when you stay in a hotel or, or, or even I think an Airbnb actually Mm. includes it as well. Um, and it's intended to be spent on, uh, Ways that would bring in out-of-state tourism dollars. That's that's the intent of the lodgers tax. Um, and Larry Barker, who was the reporter on it, uh, talked about uh, all these – different things that had happened in the city that may or may not have been proper uses of lodgers tax. He was indicating that they were not. So there was like a, a cauldron that was used for, I think, the senior games and uh, some other stuff like parking meters from a couple years ago mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Uh, and one of the things that he mentioned was it was around $250,000, I think, of lodgers tax that was spent on transitioning the, the field at Isotopes Park from uh, baseball to soccer and back again.
0: Um, and that's a, that's a cost that the city didn't realize they were going to need to have because they didn't realize it was going to be this much work to switch that. Sure. I mean, it was unexpected, but
1: so $250,000 ish, um, every year, uh, I would imagine if they, you know, everything stays the same this year. So I think, uh, Larry Barker's insinuation in that was that this was an improper use of Lauder's tax. And I, I am, I'm inclined to disagree. Uh, and here's why I think you touched on a little bit, but. RJ, you and I see every single game, people who are coming from out of town, out of state to see this club. We have people who come from Colorado, people who come from Texas for this club. Mm-hmm. The amount of money, the amount of out of state money that this club has brought in, I guarantee you that it far outweighs $250,000. Think we, we are exporting New Mexico to the rest of the country, to the rest of the world. People see this product on the field at Isotopes Park, and they get excited. They watch on ESPN+. Plus. They buy merch. They get excited about the state of New Mexico. A perfect example, PJ Hess. He lives in Denver, Colorado. He's an avid member of the curse. Comes down for every single New Mexico United game. He saw the club and decided he wanted to check it out and fell in love. He drives down for every home match. From that, Denver. From Denver. That is out-of-state dollars that he spends every single time he is here. And I guarantee you, I promise you, I know for a fact, he is far from the only one. Yeah, so
0: It's not just one guy doing that. It, it's, no. There's several people. And it's not just these people coming to every match. It's every match is drawing different people from yes. different places. I mean, we think about it. We're playing other teams, from, for God's sakes. Those teams are bringing their fans. How many of us go to Tulsa? Yep. Just to watch our game. Yeah. That's lodgers when, taxes we're taking over there.
1: When Phoenix came uh, and played here, they had a decent-sized crowd. They probably had about 50 people. That's 50 people's worth of lodgers tax in one game. And that's only for the away fans. doesn't include the home fans coming from out of state. So this 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 paid for itself several times over, I'd be willing to wager. And again... It was used to bring in money from out of state, in my opinion, a proper use of lodgers tax.
0: Yes, I agree. Yeah. So that's, uh, well, maybe if we get a chance, we'll touch on that a little more on, on Saturday, but yeah. it's, it's just something I think we needed to talk about. It, it seems like we heard not even one side of the story. We heard a version of the story yeah. that, that didn't seem like they went into, and the, the story wasn't about New Mexico United. No, it no, it was it was that was a United. portion of it. it. It just like they slapped that in there. Sure. And it seems like they didn't do due diligence on, on figuring out, hey, is this lodger's tax or is this not? Is this uh, st- statue lodger's taxes or is it not? Right. So, so just something I thought we should address real quick. Sure. We've done it, so and
1: we can, like I said, we can talk about it again on United Weekly. And speaking of United Weekly, this Saturday, eleven a.m. to noon, as you mentioned, RJ, it's it's. I would say the format's going to be a little different than the Curse Cast. You think? Is that fair to say? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, we're going to take calls. <laughs> yeah. So, that's one of the big things. You can literally call us in live. Uh, you can't do that on the Cursecast because we pre-record it, but it is live from 11 a.m. to noon um, on ESPN Radio, uh, 1017, the team. And you can call in and ask us questions. So, like, we will answer your questions on air.
0: Or you could tell us why we're wrong or
1: right (laughs) yeah and and then rj can get defensive and i can laugh at him it'll be fun
0: our show will be canceled yeah it'll be great
1: so (laughs) we want to cancel our show call in uh no but call in and talk to us it's going to be a lot of fun um you know we're going to talk a little bit about you know i think once we get into the season talk a little bit more about tactics and and that kind of stuff um and you know we're going to have guests from the club and and all of that so it's going to be a lot of fun um we have guests lined up already um as we mentioned uh David Najem is Najem, sorry, Najem. David Najem is going to come on the show on Saturday. Um, you just heard him here, but we're going to talk about some more, um, and uh, hoping to get some other guests as well. Have lots of fun, exciting stuff to talk
0: about. Yeah, I'm excited for this season. Uh, we're gonna try to. I mean, we're we're gonna talk a lot of tactics, like David said. Not not a lot, but we're gonna talk tactics. But we're gonna try to talk about the impact that the team has in the community. Yeah, we're gonna talk about uh, different aspects. I, I'm we're we're working on getting uh, Jake Edwards, the president of the. Yeah, ESL, that would be cool on the show. I I, uh, I think it's kind of a long shot. I really want to get him on. I, we have the power of ESPN now behind <laughs> us, and, and all the games are on ESPN Plus. So we might have a little bit of push. let would be really. I'm gonna cool. I'm gonna tweet at him every day. And until he comes on the show.
1: That would be super cool. Oh, I like I like Jake a lot.
0: Tweet a different body part every day. Whoa. A foot, a knee.
1: It's just maybe we stop there. Let's just yeah. stop at there. Well knee. he's
0: gonna he yeah, that's up to him. No, no,
1: no. He's gonna want to stop there. This, and he's is, gonna... this is a family show, RJ.
0: <laughs> no, no, this one's not. The other one is.
1: <laughs> that's true. That's true. I can say <laughs> shit here. I can't say it there.
0: Oh, I'm, just gonna, I'm gonna have to bleep then.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Go bleep it. All right. Well, I think that'll about wrap it up. Again, tune in this Saturday, uh, United Weekly. Uh, 11 a.m. to noon on ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team. Um, RJ, we got some people to thank, though.
0: Yes, we do. Uh, our maiden voyage here on ESPN Radio one one seven the team starts this weekend, and 107, the team is carrying all of the uh, home matches and Woo-hoo! a lot of away matches and the U.S. Open Cup matches uh, on the radio. So, uh, thank you to ESPN Radio one one seven the team, for bringing us all this united action. Uh, we also got to thank uh, our, our viewing parties locations. We got five viewing party locations this season. Uh, we're back at Star as always, as we uh, always are home. Yep. Yeah, we're gonna live there forever as long as. Uh, they let us keep coming back, which I imagine they will. I hope so. I imagine. I mean, I don't know. We're kind of annoying. We are very annoying.
1: But, but they, they, it's like you, like when you find like the right partner, like you find your husband or your wife and it's like, yeah, you're weird and I'm weird, but we match. You know, we're the right kind of weird for each other. You just That's describe and s-
0: Susie. <laughs> That's us in Star. That is us in Star. You know, it's so great. We're the, and, we're and, the perfect match. They are the soccer bar here in town. So uh, yep. go, go visit Star Brothers viewing for any of our lo- uh just any time. Yep, uh, absolutely. Uh, but especially for one of our viewing parties, uh, 5700 San Antonio Drive. You're I say viewing party. right? It's watch party. Watch party. I mean, they're I both right, know, but I've never, know. I've never heard anyone say viewing party. What we're viewing the game
1: we are no i'm not saying you're wrong you're not wrong it's just it's just different
0: yeah, eh, it's fine. I mean, viewing party's fine. So for our watch parties, eh, it's, fine. <laughs> it's fine.
1: So you're not wrong. Uh,
0: uh, and we got a new location in downtown. So we have two locations in Albuquerque again. This time we're at Hollow Spirits, That's located great. at 1324 First Street yep. in downtown Albuquerque. And that is a fantastic location. Great food, great spirits,
1: great time, big old projector, sound piped in. One more do you want?
0: Yeah, for every, every match that I go-to watch their watch party. Yeah. I'm going to try a different drink just because they have so don't, many, but
1: don't try too many in one. drink. No, no, that's what I'm saying. I'm going to try
0: a different drink. <laughs> I, I,
1: I think I saw on the wall. We were there last time. They have a three drink limit, which is smart. That
0: was brilliant. Yes. Very, good. I, will, very good. I will, I will, match that limit every game. Hey, let me so take this moment
1: different- to say, uh, don't be afraid to designate a driver, or get an Uber, or just be yeah, smart. I mean, yeah. don't, don't be dumb. Don't drink and drive. I
0: mean the curse members, you are not dumb. You are a bunch of smart people. Curse cast listeners. I mean I'm pretty brilliant. Dumb. I'm pretty dumb. Well, I didn't say the host, I said <laughs> the listeners. That's fair. Very smart. Yeah. They're gonna know not to drive drunk. Yeah. Uh Brew Lab one oh one located here in Rio Rancho where we're uh film not filming, uh recording, recording right the across Cursecast. the street. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh I'm excited for this place. We t- we went there the other oh, I dropped off the they have a scarf on the wall now. They put oh, the scarf on the wall. Cool. Yeah, that means uh, they, they've been christened.
0: And it, it's in Rio Rancho, but it's very close to the Albuquerque West Side. So if you're in the West Side, you don't want to drive all the way across the river. Perfect place. Brew Lab 101. It's on uh, 3301 Southern Boulevard in Rio Rancho. And they do Inc. beer and cider. Beer and cider. They're going to have food trucks and they have a kids area, which is really cool.
1: Yep. And they're, they said they're going to have food trucks for every single one of our matches. It doesn't matter if it's a Saturday or a Wednesday. We've got that one random Tuesday match. They're going to have food trucks there for us, which Brew is super Lab awesome.
0: 101. Get out there in Rio Rancho West Side. Yep. Uh, we are up in Santa Fe. Second Street Brewery. The Rafina Taproom.
1: So uh, the 28th of February. Uh, we can, we'll can announce this publicly. Fine, we haven't done it yet. Uh, February 28th of February, we are going to have our launch party up there in Santa Fe. Uh, we are going to have a lot of really great stuff going on. I think we're going to have representatives from the team up there, from the soccer the club, not 1017. I mean, we'll we, I mean, we we represent yeah, we, <laughs> Sure. Uh, but no, it's going to be a lot of it's gonna be fun. We're going to have our Cursed merch there. We're going to have a lot of really great stuff going on. They've got a projector for the matches as well. Uh, that's going to be a blast up there in Santa Fe. And again, come to that launch party. We'll, we'll put out the info on social media soon, but it's going to be on the 28th of February. It's going to be a lot and of fun. And if you
0: have that entire day off, it's right next to Meow Wolf. So make a day of it. Go up, check out Meow Wolf. Literally right there. It's in the parking lot yeah. or the backyard, Right I next guess. to yeah. Yeah, it's really, really close. Uh, you don't even have to move your car if, you, if and, you show up.
1: And this is a great place, you know, if you're in Taos or you're in Farmington or you're in Los Alamos. Or Dixon. Or Dixon. We've got some friends in Dixon. Um, you know... This might be your spot, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Tom Ledzia is their head brewer. He's a diehard Curse member with a great beard. Uh, so Second Street Brewing is going to be awesome.
0: Yeah, it's going to be so much fun. I'm excited to go up to a few matches this year myself. Definitely. Uh, down in Las Cruces in the uh, Bosky Brewing. Yeah. We're back again. Yep. 901 East University Boulevard. We had a blast there last year. We're going to have a blast there this year. Yep. Uh, so you can catch all the Curse watch parties. It feels so weird. Viewing, the viewing party catch There's viewing nothing parties. wrong with viewing party. At Bosque Brewing down yeah. in Las Cruces. And yeah, then we have our, our regular guys, Rude Boy Cookies. Yeah. I hear we're going to have some a uh, good deal oh, this year. Oh, oh, yeah. Can I tell everybody? I'm going to tell yes, everybody.
1: Yes. Uh, so last year, they were very generous to us, and they gave us a uh, dollar off uh, regular cookies at Rude Boy with your Curse membership. Super awesome. That was really great. That was really great. Uh, Mike Silva has decided to double down this year, uh, and not just for Curse members, but also Cursitos members. Your Cursito card. So it's it's... Double the amount of people, uh, Curse and does, and the deal's better. He went from a dollar off regular cookies to buy one get one cookies, that bogo is cookies. So great! Oh my god, those cookies are so good. Oh. Uh, so I'm very excited about that. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Mike Silva. Uh, he's awesome. He's he's supported us and. Just a really great partner. He's so. amazing, too. Yeah. He's he's
0: a New Mexico guy. He loves he's Albuquerque. So New Mexico. He loves New Mexico. He's so New and Mexico. And he loves being positive in the community and he yeah. loves what we do. We He love fights what he for does. change. Uh, Mike, you're amazing. And, and and we don't deserve you, but we are very thankful. Appreciate for, the heck out of you. The, yeah, for everything. Uh, 15, 115 Harvard, across from UNM and in the Elvato Square, 2500 Central Avenue, right across from the Albuquerque Aquarium. There you go. Oh, uh, we also got House of Soccer.
1: Yeah, I went there the other day. What'd so I, uh, I was there on Saturday. So I play in indoor and outdoor soccer. Um, and I, I usually play like, sometimes I'll play striker. Sometimes I'll play defense, but lately our goalkeeper has been out. Um, and I played goalkeeper as a kid, but stopped playing after a long time I played and then switched. Um, I play been kind of the backup goalkeeper since our goalkeeper's been out. Man, I've had a lot of fun with it. I I, I forgot how much I enjoyed playing goalkeeper. So I went and I bought some goalkeeper pants. You know the padded mm-hmm. goalkeeper pants and Uh got my ten percent off with my uh, my curse card.
0: Isn't that great? It was awesome. So and, and that soccer equipment's expensive. It can so be. It 10, add up. Ten percent off yeah. also adds up. Yeah. Especially when you're gonna you're you're getting your new Puma jerseys this year.
1: Get your jerseys and your cleats and your shin guards and whatever you need.
0: And getting the names on them.
1: Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Uh, I'm going to have to go Najam, I think, this year. Are you? I mean, out of the gates.
1: I like David I a lot. liked him. Seems like a good he dude. He's awesome.
0: Uh, but yeah, House of Soccer. We're getting ready uh for another season. So let's I'm, get our jerseys. I'm, 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 I'm,
1: I haven't made up my mind on who I'm getting in my jersey yet. Let me just start by saying that. I, I'm i leaning, and I, I almost did it last year. I think I'm going to go with Devin. I, I love Devin. I, everyone loves he's, Devin. He's, he's amazing. He's great. Last year, I went with Josh Suggs, who is. One of my favorite players, love Josh, and then on my Meow Wolf jersey, I went David Estrada, another one of my favorite. I mean, I have a lot of favorite yeah. players, but those are two of my absolute favorites, and and Devin is, is is one of my favorites too. I may, I think, I may go Devin this year. Haven't made up my mind for sure, but I'm leaning towards Dev.
0: So uh, now's your time to try to get David to switch to to make up his mind, guys.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Hashtag. Uh, I don't know. Choose another. Yeah. Choose a different player. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Don't choose me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, so yeah, yeah. So I think that's the end of the show here. Uh, super thank you to to david najem for hanging out with us for a long time i mean it's really cool to get to hang out with him so tune into united weekly on saturday yes and remember the CurseCast is part of the beautiful game network you can catch the CurseCast along with other usl mls and premier league soccer podcasts the theBGN.fm. The david thanks to the noms thank you to the noms and uh rj
1: until we talk to our friends again on saturday somos unidos we are united
0: for the taking, the earth is shaking From that groovy quaking Coming out of this guitar And, and the beat goes on and on and on From day till night we have been rocking to the early latte From day till night We'll been rocking to the early